the Bama Online Podcast. This one on a Friday afternoon, October the 8th, 2021. It is a breaking news edition of the podcast. You know what that means typically, and it uh, it's good news once again for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Actually, the last couple of Fridays we've done these, it's been excellent news for both Alabama men's basketball, a five-star guard added to Nate Oates' 2022 recruiting class last Friday. This week it's back to football, though. A guy who plays some basketball, Tim Watts, but more known as a tight end for the 2022 cycle, specifically the top tight end prospect for 2022 announces for Alabama. Yeah, Jaleel Skinner from IMG. IMG, of course, which is very good Alabama. Committed to Alabama today. Um, you know, we throw the term around. You know, the terms get thrown around so much. The cliches when somebody says everybody, you know, everybody picks up on it and then sort of runs it in the ground. But the term freaks thrown around a lot. But, I mean, it really applies to a guy like Jaleel Billingsley. This guy's six foot five. 220, 200 plus, 220 plus pounds, runs a legit sub 4'6". This guy can move. Talked to several people about him this week. This guy can move. He can jump. He's a good basketball player. Um, he's probably what you would expect. He's a guy that's going to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more pristine with his route running and all that kind of stuff. And he's going to have to learn to block. Although he's got some decent blocks on his, on his uh, game film, he's a big guy. He's going to be able to lay hands on people. So, But you're expecting a lot of that from him. But in a lot of ways, this guy's almost a wide receiver, don't you think? I mean, when you look yeah. at him, this size, can line up outside. I mean, uh, he's going to have some wide receiver traits that's going to separate him a little bit. There are, and you're right. You watch his tape, and especially, well, even at IMG, but going back to his time at Greer High School in South Carolina – it's a guy that's split out wide, and that's pretty much what we see from a lot of today's tight end prospects. Going back to Miller Forrestal, uh, certainly Jalil Billingsley was used that way up in the Chicago area as a high school prospect, and you know, Irv Smith Jr. we've seen used that way at Alabama, and I think that's probably the natural comparison when you start talking about how a guy is used, but you talked about the body type and the makeup, and when I look at Jalil Skinner, I probably see more O.J. Howard, right? Longer, maybe a little more rangy, kind of a long strider, uh, but gets the job done extremely well. And you're right, at 6'5", 220 or so, a lot of body potential still, a lot of growth potential for Jalil Skinner. And a guy in line that, you said it too, going to get better as a blocker. But the thing that stands out to me too, Tim, watching this guy hands in general his hand strength at the moment of truth is a receiver but also in some of those limited blocking clips he shows you he can deliver a punch yeah he's a big guy you know who i watch a lot in the nfl who i think this kind of guy can grow into I, he reminds me of mike williams the potential there mike yeah. williams who went to clemson um heck of a wide receiver alabama fans are certainly familiar with him six foot four legitimate speed now he went to the nfl he's almost a tight end when you look at him playing for for the chargers right now um he's a big body big hands got all that all that stuff working for him i think billingsley has that kind of growth in when we've seen guys jared cook was a guy i loved back when i covered aau basketball told 50 college coaches about him in football, South Carolina took him, but he's that big body, athletic, former basketball player 
And there's a lot of money to be made from those guys like Skinner, who's a good basketball player on the college level, I mean, on the high school level. He is a guy that's undersized probably for his position, power forward, but he's perfectly sized for the tight end position. We've seen guys going back to Antonio Gates who that translates well. So I think with this guy, you know, because the question obviously is Alabama has Elijah Brown committed at tight end. They have Amari Nyblack, who's another guy we talked about in that same freakish tone, committed, although Nyblack probably could play defense if the staff so wanted. He's that kind of guy. But when you look at these guys, there's a little bit different skill sets with Jaleel because he could just line up out wide and could be a wide receiver. And like you said, we're seeing that more and more. Um, also, you got to think of him in that H-back position. You know, you mm-hmm. have last year. You get these three guys on campus. I mean, you can sort of see that size advantage uh, really come into play, you know, with these guys at the wide receiver position. Interesting, too. Skinner, a Greer, South Carolina uh, product before moving to IMG here in the last year or so down in Bradenton. But Robbie Oots, another South Carolina guy at the position last year. And even Oots has some basketball in his background. We've talked about that in the past with him. Now, look, he's you know not a guy that's like a Kool-Aid McKinstry or a uh, you know, going to cross train between football and basketball at UA, but it's always good to see that type of background with these guys. And yeah, the Jared Cooks uh, comparison uh, w- would be a good one, I think, I- as well. So Jalil Skinner, Tim, becomes commitment number 16 for the Alabama Crimson Tide when we talk about the 2022 recruiting cycle. Looks like Charles Kelly, I guess, once again, very much uh, in play with this. Uh, recruitment of Jalil Skinner and I guess for a while there it looked like maybe Clemson Florida State some other teams were right there with Alabama Mama, there goes that man yeah about Charles Kelly this year very I can't say it enough he's very quiet nobody really talks about Charles Kelly he's a good recruiter but he went into Georgia and got Jake Pope who the Georgia you know the staff wanted he got Elijah Pritchett not too long ago, who the Georgia staff wanted. So he's going out of state and getting guys like that. And also Emmanuel Henderson was an in-state prospect. So he's did a terrific job in this cycle so far. Four guys, and you don't really hear his name. And, you know, Alabama has those guys where they're quiet, and all of a sudden they just have a huge year. I just, you know, I've said it a million times. I think Charles Kelly's really good at that one-on-one relationship. And even if he doesn't get a kid, I think he's built that relationship. So it's still a good relationship, which is a good sign of a recruiter because that's all you can ask him for. But, you know, this commitment to me, it, you know, the, the beauty of it is, first of all, it gives Alabama the number one class in the country, I'm told. Uh, should be number one when the composite, when the uh, rankings update. So they have the number one class with 16 commitments. Obviously better. There's a lot of people, again, Alabama fans are notorious fretters in uh, May and June. Obviously, this class is going to be pretty good as we expected. But also it brings back the Friday commitment. Yeah. 20 spoiled the roundtable, something rotten. <laughs> With both uh, <laughs> June and July was Friday commitments. They demanded Friday commitments. As you said, five-star Jalil uh, Jalen Bradley committed last night for the Hoops team. And then today, the number one nation's number one tight end and Jalil Skinner commits. So Friday. Both from IMG, too. Been a pretty good uh, couple of Fridays where IMG is concerned. Maybe you just need to open an Alabama campus, like a satellite of UA right there in Bradenton. They've done well there. Absolutely. So obviously a really big get. I mean, you're talking about adding skilled players and you look, you know this, you, you know, you're looking at possibly – uh, Billingsley going pro, Latu, Latu could go pro. I mean, that guy's stock's got to be shooting up. Obviously, still some stuff, some questions to answer for them. And I'm by no means saying either going pro, 
but they're building pro resumes. And as you outlined earlier, really like this edition because in Elijah Brown, you feel like he can do multiple things, but he has more of the body type of the traditional inline tight end. Skinner gives you versatility in terms of what you can do with him in the slot, flex him out. And then Nyblock is an athlete. You know, you could do any number of things with a guy that's 6'4", 220, and really a camp phenom like he was just a couple of months ago. So I'd say Alabama in pretty good shape. We're tight in and H and sort of that hybrid role as it's become in college football and in the NFL where these type of guys and are ob- concerned. And it's obvious how comfortable they're they are using this kind of guy too. You know, you can see that they're going out and seeking them. And you made a great point where you've got um, Elijah Brown a little bit more in line, Robbie Ooch a little bit more in line, and then you got Nye Black and, and Skinner who could be on the outside or will eventually they obviously will end up, you know, blocking and doing all those things you have to do to get on the field at Alabama. So really a nice little compliment. This isn't a case to me of signing the same guy over and over. No. You know, this isn't like they're all the same. They all bring a little bit different to the table, and it's not hard to see. If, you know, It wouldn't be hard for me to see two or three of these guys on the field at the same time in the future. So you know they all have a little bit different role to play. Absolutely. Alabama has no problem with two tight end sets, especially – when you have some versatility with those guys like they have right now with Latou and Billingsley, similar to what you could see down the road with Jalil Skinner being a part of that. I wanted to ask you this too, Tim, because with so many spread offenses in high school football now, in a year in which even if you take two or three tight ends, if, if there's those type of guys available, has it become a premium to take them while you can? Because it doesn't seem like year in and year out you can count on an excessive amount of depth at the tight end position these days with so many of these offenses not really utilizing the tight end all that much. No, I agree. I think when you have a system that wants to use that guy, whenever you see that type of athlete, that sign-up type of player, I think you got to go for it. I mean, it wasn't too long ago Alabama was getting the North Carolina transfer to come in and try to you know, help fill mm-hmm. the void they had at the uh, tight end H-back position. Now I think they're, you know, they're obviously going to make sure they've got those guys on the field because you've seen what Billingsley's able to do to a defense. You've seen, uh, you know, what Cameron Latou's done to a defense. You can see how impactful they are. And it's not just Alabama. You're seeing it throughout the country. You're seeing it in the National Football League. And those big guys, you know, again, kind of splitting hairs with some of these guys of whether they're wide receivers or tight ends. Uh, you know, based on their skill set. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to be receivers uh, catching the ball, especially guys like Nye Black and Skinner. That's what they're coming for. We're going to take a quick break here on this breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast. A little Skinner, the nation's top tight end prospect for the 2022 recruiting cycle, has committed to Alabama. We'll talk about what might be up next for this Alabama recruiting effort with Tim Watts when the Bama Online Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The cash returns right after this. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back with more of the Bama Online Podcast, Travis Ryder, senior analyst for BOL, joined by site publisher, Tim Watts, Tim giving us the lowdown on Alabama's 16th commitment for the 2022 recruiting cycle. That being, of course, Jalil Skinner, the nation's number one tight end prospect, according to the 24-7 composite rankings, a top 100 player overall. So, Tim, it uh, feels like, anyway, the potential where frequency of commitments is concerned has ramped up a little bit here in the last month or so. Is that what is actually starting to transpire in your opinion, or is this thing still going to maybe be in, in stops and, and starts as we get through the, the 2022 uh, effort? No, it's definitely changed. You know, we've touched on this before where you have in the past, Alabama really didn't try to fill up a class so they could get kids on official visits uh, try remember you remember the time they were actually trying to keep them from coming to games because they wanted to focus on the game and get them in after so they could spend more one-on-one time with them you know that's not happening anymore with the early signing period and you know everybody trying to get these guys uh you know committed alabama's been a steady trickle of commitments you know last year definitely a slow start massive flurry you know as we talked about when uh uh with, with, the, with the middle of the year and then you know trickling on into the end i think we're seeing a steady you know, a steady stream of commitments. Now, the thing about it is you don't always know. I would have thought Barry and Brown would have committed by now. He's still mm-hmm. Alabama's in pretty good shape with. He did visit Kentucky. He is looking at other teams. But I think most of us thought he would have committed by now. Denver Harris, for instance, was talking about committing on his birthday a week or two ago. So it just depends on these kids' time frames. I don't think it's so much about the coaches. You know, I think when you're dealing with the guys Alabama does, they kind of, you know, they're kind of loose with – you know, let us know when you're ready and not pushing and that kind of stuff. You know, and I see the lies, blatant, flagrant, intentional, dumb ass lies <laughs> on other message boards saying Nick Saban doesn't let them take business and they push him to commit or get out of the class. That's just an absolute lie. That's a very uneducated take. That's not the case, especially for most schools who recruit well. You don't really get to tell a five star you better get in the boat or not. You know, there are cases when there's stuff off the field, but Alabama is going to let these guys play it out for on their own term. Cause they're really confident in their, their uh, position reading a recruitment. You know, I think they know have, they might not know exactly meaning the kid hasn't actually told them yet, but I think they read the commitments really well. Know if it's trending in, trending out and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, commitments can happen at any moment. We are at that stage where there are probably not going to be many surprise commitments. Most of these kids are going to have some kind of announcement, and I'm happy for them. I'm glad they get to have a stage and, and, and get back to their students. You know, last year was hard for a lot of kids. They couldn't really commit at the press conference in the lunchroom or the, or the gymnasium. I'm glad to see them able to get back to that. So, you know, Denver Harris is a guy. Uh, you have guys Alabama I think feels really good with Earl Little, but he wants to commit closer to signing day, I believe, at an all-star game. So nobody really right – you know, we don't have a date for anybody right now, I should say, but that doesn't mean we might not be here next Friday. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, that's what we're starting to do on Fridays, it seems like. And we're glad to do it here on the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the podcast? Simple as a click or two. If you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Anything else, Tim, before we get out of here? No. Happy Friday to the Roundtable members. I hope they uh, take this um, Friday commitment and enjoy it because they've asked for it and they finally got two in a row. There you go, and you got a big one in College Station. On Saturday night, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the top-ranked team in the country, taking on the Aggies. We'll have full coverage for you, of course, at BamaOnline.com. As always, appreciate you, Tim. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Travis. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. For Tim Watts, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. And remember, hang out with us on the roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the world. You can do that right there at BamaOnline.com as well. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again real soon.